Hi there, you are listening to Connecting the Dots with me, Cassie Hubert. This is the podcast where we talk about giving expression to the art of living a deeply connected life. And whether that's in your motherhood, whether that's in your creativity, or whether it's in your relationships, all of these areas really benefit from deep, rooted, conscious connection. So join me and I hope you enjoy my thoughts and explorations around how we can be more connected and how that can give us greater freedom and joy in all areas of our lives. So today's episode is all about how do we stay present and connected in the run up to the holiday season. Now, I don't know about you, but with November having begun and I mean, our culture is pretty good at going, get your Christmas stuff. As soon as Halloween is over, whether you celebrate it or not, it's straight into Christmas. And possibly if you're in the UK, the Cadbury's cream eggs are also out, considering Easter just as a slight teaser for what is coming up after Christmas. However, it can be both a really exciting time and one that is also full of potential for overwhelm. And both creatively and personally, it can be really easy to lose sight of where you're at and just kind of get caught up in the excitement or maybe not the excitement and feel like you are being rolled headlong up in a carpet of time until you're at the holidays. And then rather than feeling like you are really engaged and able to enjoy them, you spend much of your time having charged about like a headless chicken, getting everything organized. And by the time the holidays actually come, you feel exhausted And also, like, you're really disconnected from the season. And I don't know about you, but to me, that feels a bit rubbish. I love Christmas and I don't want to get to it and be so knackered and out of sorts that I can't enjoy it because I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. And whether that is true for you or not, it still has real potential to be something very beautiful. So I have come up with five top tips that I find really help me stay grounded and connected and they are particularly useful in any season where there's lots of expectation or potential events but particularly in the run-up to the holidays. Number one, remember you always have a choice. Now this might sound like a really funny one to start with because obviously the holidays will happen whether you're engaged with them or not and There is often so much going on and potential family expectations, spoken and unspoken. And we can feel like we don't really have a choice, but we have to do what's always been done, what's expected or what we've always wanted to do. And if you don't realise that you have a choice, you can feel very badgered and pushed along in the wake of all this expectation And actually very much get to the time of the event and feel potentially resentful or just miserable or plain exhausted. So I think it's so important to first remember that you have a choice. Perhaps you've always loved Christmas and you get excited. I know I always have. It's been something that even when I was a kid I loved and as an adult I've loved. And now that I have kids of my own I still really enjoy although definitely the focus has shifted somewhat because most of the organisation falls to me. And I really want to say that when you think about the last year and three quarters, there has been a lot going on in the world. We are still sort of in this world pandemic. And yeah, in many areas, it's cleared up a lot. And in others, it hasn't. In some areas, the whole Delta variant seems to be causing even more problems. We aren't 100% sure how things are going to go. But even if we're not sure how it's going to go, and we are free to make as many plans in the hope that they can happen, 
This last year and three quarters has taken a lot out of everybody. No one has been entirely left alone by this. And I think if we don't consider where we are at emotionally right now, we're going to miss the fact that we are maybe not at our full fighting weight or our, our fighting fitness maybe where we may have been a few years ago. But regardless of a pandemic, there is always stuff going on in our lives. And if you don't allow yourself to take stock of where you are now, you might go on making the decisions that you've made every year because you feel you have to. Perhaps you've gone through a whole load of grief lately. Maybe you have lost somebody that you deeply care about. Maybe this Christmas is going to be really strange without them. Perhaps you are dealing with a breakup or maybe you're just feeling fragile. Consider where you are and make your decisions about whether you say yes to things based on where you actually are rather than where you always think you should be or where you usually are at this time of year. If you're not sure how you're going to feel at an event, maybe put some boundaries in where you give yourself the chance to say, I'm not coming. But unless it's like a seriously black tie event where you have to book months in advance, most of the time if it's a family party and you say you're not coming, but there's a possibility on the day you might feel okay about it, then you can usually rock up. And if you're really concerned, just bring a plate of food. People are always grateful and food, food smooths over a multitude of things. So maybe say no for now. Maybe look at your calendar and rather than cramming every single gap with something to do or something festive or even thinking like you should be seeing people, maybe you don't want to travel halfway across the country to see family, even though part of you would really love to see them, but you're just really exhausted. You are allowed to say no. And people who love you, even if they're disappointed, will come to understand that. Brene Brown talks about clear as kind, and I swear for Pete and I that has been such a helpful mantra because when you go around the houses trying to spare people's feelings, you end up not saying anything, and it often sounds worse and more offensive than if you're just trying to be really clear. But also when people are trying to make plans, the clearer you are, the better. Now, sometimes stuff happens and you change your mind last minute and that has to be what it is. But if you can be really clear and say, actually, I'm really not up for coming and staying this year or I'm not going to do the pantomime this year, that can really help. Then at least even if people are disappointed, you don't have to manage their disappointment beyond expressing your, your sadness that it's going to upset them. And you can deal with that just this year. It might not be the same next year. It might be fine. And creatively, there is something about saying no when your work pile is getting bigger and bigger and bigger or when, you know, and it's hard when you're a freelancer and you are not entirely responsible for knowing where your work is going to come from. You can feel like you have to take every bit that's going. But especially in this season where it's extra heavily weighted with social events and present buying and just a whole load of, you know, army like logistics maybe looking at whether you really have the capacity and energy to take everything on and saying no to a few things. You will find that there is work in the future. You're not going to always run out of work the minute you say no to one job. And sometimes you have to look after where you're at right now. And maybe you don't have the stamina built back up again to do this. Or maybe you don't want to live at that same pace anymore. And it is hard, but it's not impossible. So that was quite a long one. The second thing you can do is take five or, you know, 10 or even better, 20. Give yourself permission to pause regularly throughout the day, throughout the week, and allow yourself at least five minutes once or twice throughout the day and or any time you need it, but really plot it in where you go, I'm taking five here and I'm going to pause. Use that time to get outside if you can or 
do some good breathing exercises. Be an obnoxious breather, as Brene Brown says. You know, allow yourself the time to pause and let it settle your body down. When you're feeling the stress build up or you're too tired to kind of deal with stuff and your brain's in a big fog, take five minutes. If you are a mother or a father of small children, lock yourself in the toilet. You know, five minutes, they're going to be okay. And even if you end up with them on the outside of the door still trying to talk to you, you can just about tune it out sufficiently to breathe and focus. Get outside and look up at the sky. That can really help. Or even better, plan to give yourself 20 minutes lying on the floor. It's such a tiny thing, but there is something about taking 20 minutes to lie on the floor that physically grounds you, literally, and anchors you, allows your body to just relax and unwind. You think about letting your body sink into the floor. And if you find it really difficult to be still and the idea of 20 minutes feels like an eternity, then set an alarm. Turn off all your notifications, but set an alarm clock so that it'll go off in 20 minutes. So when you're sitting there going, must be time now. You don't have to watch the clock every three seconds. It'll buzz and you know your time's over. If you're a praying person, this is a really great thing to do to reset because lying down on the floor and just inviting God to be with you, consciously connecting and just resting in his presence takes out some of the busyness. It's amazing how that time will reset you and allow you to tackle whatever tasks you're working towards. But if you can mentally and sometimes in your diary plot this time, whether you've got the stress with the kids or with the workload or you're trying to get a headway on a project that's just not happening and your brain's not firing creatively, take five minutes to breathe or better yet 20 minutes to lie on the floor and just ah, let it all out. You'll be so much sharper at the other end of that and feel so much more peaceful that you can come back to things from a place of peace and also you'll have given yourself a certain amount of care allowing you to just recenter number three decide once now i have to put my hands up and say full credit goes to kendra adachi over at the lazy genius because this is not an original thought of mine it's probably not an original thought of hers but she certainly coined it beautifully When you have a season full of so many thoughts and tasks and everything, your brain is so full of decisions to be made and time decisions and planning decisions and emotional decisions and relational decisions that you need to take some of the pressure off. It's added to at this time of year. So decide once on a few things that you can just automate slightly. Maybe you decide that Monday nights is pizza night and it's oven pizzas or even takeaway. You know what's coming. You always order the same thing or give or take. Really easy to get on the table. Everybody eats it. And instead of Mondays being the first day you've come back from work after the weekend where you're still trying to get your brain in gear and decide what to eat for dinner and how to nourish everybody, you've decided and you can spend that time being engaged with your people, maybe with your kids, maybe with your spouse, or maybe just filling your own creative tank with watching a really great movie or listening to a story or a piece of music. Deciding once is such a gift of an idea because maybe just between now and Christmas you eat pizzas on Monday night or whatever. You can do it with gift giving too. You can go, I will get these people a book and then you can choose a different book, but you've decided these people are getting books or if you do teacher's gifts, you know, decide on something, I'm going to get that. Or what book do you always give people at this point in time? You know, you can just make your life a little bit simpler by deciding once on a few things, taking some of those decisions away so that you're freer to use that mental and emotional energy on other things that you need to do. Number four, lean in and say yes. Now, this is not to contradict my first point where, you know, I said say no or be free to say no. But so often we say no, kind of on autopilot, we haven't thought about why we've always said no to this necessarily. 
And we just say no when someone suggests something in the same vein without thinking about whether that's the right answer this time around. Now, if it still is, great, run with it. You can say no. But very often, if we lean into the situation, so say somebody, I don't know, asked you to go to a fancy dress party and you're not that kind of a fancy dress party person. Maybe you usually say no, you've hated them since you were a kid. It's very possible you still hate them and you're not going and that's fine. But you might find at this time of year, really close friends are holding a party with a bit of a theme. They've invited you to dress up and you're just a bit nervous about being flamboyant and slightly out of your comfort zone. But you really like those people and you trust them. Well, rather than just automatically saying no, maybe consider, okay, could I go? How would I feel being around them? Are they all dressing up? Do I trust them to not laugh at me, but laugh with me and we all have a bit of a giggle? Do I think that maybe I could take a cardigan and some flat shoes and, you know, take something off and turn it into a more reasonable outfit if I felt deeply uncomfortable? That might be an option. Maybe you could ask yourself, all right, I can go, but I'm going to go for an hour and see how I go. So you've got a get out clause. It doesn't even mean you have to go. But especially at festive times of the year, we get asked to do things that are a bit more out there, a bit more playful. And maybe your children want to play with you doing something different or they want to try something and you just go, no, 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 we're not doing that. Maybe you can lean in and ask yourself, why don't I want to do this? Is there a way I could make this work that would benefit them or me in a way that gives us a bit of a get out? And once you get there, you might find you really like it. And if you really don't want to, that's okay. And equally, maybe you need to advocate on behalf of your kids. Maybe they really don't want to do something. Being all right with saying no for them is really important. But equally, seeing if you can chat around the whole conversation, the whole situation as to whether there is something that might make them feel like they sort of want to go because they do want to go, but they're just scared of this, that you can help them feel like they've got to get out clause. This will really help. It's good for relationship building too, because you build trust with one another, but it means that you don't feel quite so terrible about doing something that's maybe a bit more out of your comfort zone. And the final thing is pretty much everything can wait 20 minutes, half an hour. So often we feel like we have to do the thing in front of us right now. And when we've got a huge load of stuff to get done, especially for Christmas present buying, you know, all the things, events, planning kids stuff, whatever, we can feel like we have to just get everything done and get in the headset of going, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, sorry, I don't have time for that now. And yet, actually, one of the things we talk about this season is how it's the most wonderful time of the year. And the idea with that is that it's the time that we give for connection, we give for playfulness, we give for rest and stopping. Now, we need to build that in throughout the rest of our lives so that we're not only resting at this point after we've worked our socks off, otherwise it just doesn't work. But actually, so much of this lead up is as exciting as the event itself. Why I love the season of Advent rather than just Christmas. It's not Christmas from December the 1st, it's Advent. And then you get the Christmas tide. And there's something so lovely about the, the looking forward to and yearning and waiting that can bring a real sense of excitement and builds that expectation. But if you do that by just getting the stuff done, you miss out on the opportunities to be really present, both to yourself and how you're feeling. Maybe you need a nap. Maybe you need to sleep. Maybe you need to go, you know what? I can't carry on with this bit of my creative work right now. I can't make this song work. I'm going to have to leave it. Go and have a bath. Go and watch a movie. Go hang out with your kids. Go hang out with your spouse. Go out and see some friends and just flop on their sofa and have cups of tea until it's time to go home and go to bed. Most things will wait, maybe only 20 minutes or half an hour. Laundry can wait. Maybe everyone's just eaten and no one's hungry. You don't need to start dinner yet. Take moments to be present with your own feelings 
and especially with the people who are important to you. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, and I really hope you have, then it would mean such a lot to me if you don't mind hopping over to Apple and leaving a review. It helps other people to find it. And then people who might like it too can find it and share it with their friends. And likewise, if you like an episode, share it. But if you would like to check out any of the things I've mentioned, they're all in the show notes. Click on the link. And all that remains is for me to wish you a wonderful, blessed week filled with connection creativity and a deeply rooted sense of presence. God bless.